Welcome to the Daily Devotion. My name is Kevin. I'm the pastor of Christ Church Conway, a congregation of the Presbyterian Church here in Conway, Arkansas. The Daily Devotion is a time for us to be strengthened in our faith through the study of scripture and theology. Right now, we're working our way through the book of 1 Peter, this incredible letter that Peter wrote to comfort Christians who were suffering in their faith. We're looking this morning at verses 14 and uh, 14 through 16, and we're going to take this in a couple of steps. So we're just going to look really at the first clause today. We're quite content to move slowly through passages here, and I want to make sure that we understand exactly what it is that Peter wants us to understand. So I'm going to read this passage, then I will pray for us and offer a few thoughts in our initial look at these verses. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Most gracious Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Father, that you direct us to be holy, and that you, by your Spirit, equip us to be holy. I ask that as we look at your word now and hear these imperatives, that we would hear them rightly, both in light of the gospel and with the full force that they have, calling us to holiness in you. We ask this in Christ's most precious name. Amen. Well, anytime we come to the imperatives in Scripture or something that says to be holy, uh, there, there is certain care that we need to take with these. Because the imperatives of Scripture, such as the ones we have here in 1 Peter 1, 14 through 16, are not actually instructing us of how to be children of God, of how to be saved, but of how to live as children of God, how to live as those who are saved. We see that even here in the structure of this verse. He begins, as obedient children. So that gives us the context in which we need to hear these calls to holiness. Peter is writing to them, as children of obedience, if we want to use the literal translation of the Greek words here. He's not writing to them as children who aren't obedient or who don't know how to obey or who have nothing to do with the obedience of God. He's writing to them as children of obedience. Now, so what does that mean? What is behind this idea? Well, there's a number of things that we can look at here. In the most near context, we can look back at 1 Peter chapter 1, beginning in verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He, he has caused us to be born again. He is our Father who has given us life, who has uh, conceived us in Christ, if we want to put it in those terms. We have been born again. And so, as we talked about, we have this new identity. With new birth comes new identity. Part of what Peter is getting at here when he talks about us as children of obedience or as obedient children part of what he is getting at here is this new identity. That that our obedience now is redefined, that the the basis of our obedience, that, that that to which we are obedient has been redefined with our new birth. 
as we're going to look at in the coming days, our obedience is no longer to the patterns of this world. Our obedience is now to God, the Holy One who has called us in Christ. So there's this new identity that comes. But there's more that can be said. If we look at kind of the, the, the broader context, we can go back and see all through the Old Testament, all through the New Testament as well, all through Scripture, that the people of God are often referred to as the children of God or the sons of God. This is a common way of thinking about our relationship to God. That, that it's this similar relationship that we have to earthly fathers. Again, what this implies is that just as I get my identity in this world to some degree from my earthly father, I was born into the Hale family, so I am a Hale. My children were born into the Hale family, so they are Hales. That, that's, they, they get that identity from me. Additionally, just like I inherited all kinds of character traits from my father, so my children have inherited all kinds of character traits from me. So they get their identity and, and their way of being in all different kinds of ways from their father. This is how it works. We, Whether we you know want to be or not, we end up like our parents in many, many ways. We get our identity, our, our character, a number of things are fundamentally shaped by our parental relationship. And so that, that's what we see here as obedient children. When we think about being sons of God, on the one hand, we get identity, but what Peter is going to drive at that we'll look at in the coming days is that, on the other hand, we, that defines our character now. And, and our character now comes from our Father. Perhaps the most instructive or, or helpful passage in thinking about what it means to be a child of God comes in Romans chapter 8. This great chapter, some have argued that it's the greatest chapter in the Bible. It's certainly right up there, if we can even rank Scripture in such ways. But beginning in verse 12, Paul begins to unpack some of these ideas surrounding Son of God and, and being children. He writes, So then, brothers, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. So here, Paul brings these ideas that we've already talked about together in this one passage. That on the one hand, there is just this simple identity that the Spirit reminds us of, that, that no, we are children of God. He is our Father. That, that is where our identity is found now, is in our relationship to God through Jesus Christ, that, that now we have been adopted 
as sons and daughters of the Most High, and he has given us his spirit to remind us, to bear witness to our spirit that we are children of God and to put in our mouth the words, Abba, Father. That is what our identity now is as it pertains to God. We are his children. But more than that, because he has given us his spirit, and his spirit, part of the spirit's work, part of his work in us is helping us put to death the deeds of the body and leading us in righteousness, fulfilling in us the the perfect law, as Paul talks about early in Romans chapter 8, there's also this reality that part of our identity as children of God is that we are now shaped according to his character. We're children of obedience. But here, Paul adds another category, that if we are children, then we are also heirs with Christ. Here's this inheritance piece that Peter has drawn on, that because we have been born again, one of the things that we have been born again into is this secure inheritance. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs. Heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. Paul even here relates these ideas of children and fatherhood, childhood and fatherhood, us with God, to the realities of our suffering, just as Peter is trying to do here. See, what both authors are wanting us to understand is that our childhood, our identity as children of God, is not based on our circumstances. It's based on what Christ has done for us. And it has certain implications. We'll get into those in the coming days, but I I want us to see first that Peter is writing to us as children, as obedient children. That is what our identity now is. We can't help but be like our Father. When our Heavenly Father gives us His Spirit, to sanctify us, to put to death the deeds of the body, to remind us that we are children of God. Likewise, we can't help but be like our heavenly Father. We must start there with these imperatives. As obedient children. What Peter is going to be teaching us in these coming statements is not how to become a child of God but how to live as a perfectly loved child of God. Not how to become secure, but how to live as one who is secure in his Father's love. As obedient children. That's what we are. We are children of obedience because of the new birth that we have been given in Jesus Christ. We'll start there. We'll pick up with what else Peter is calling us to in the coming days. But today, remember, it all begins with the fact that we are children of God in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm.